Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com, the greatest community of educators around. Let's dive right into today's episode. Today I titled it The Slurpee, a Frozen American Icon. I had to do it because it's episode 7 slash 11, season 7, episode 11. That's pretty cool. I can't believe it. Still, thank you all of you for listening. And for those of you that are new, welcome. This podcast truly is all about things that are playful and joyous in education. And this title, you might wonder, The Slurpee, a Frozen American Icon. I'm going to use a little, we're going to kind of unpack that a little bit tied with classrooms and what we add and do and can change uh so let's let's dive right in uh for those of you that are new to the podcast love hearing you from you uh kind of a mailbag there use the hashtag well played podcast if you want to join in the conversation share your thoughts share your ideas or just connect we love when we get to connect from you guys so uh, that's a little reminder, and definitely check out emc2learning.com where you can get all sorts of great resources, tools, and just upgrade your pedagogy as well as your tools that you can use in your classroom to bring a student-centered feedback first and sort of constructivist class model to your class. It's it's awesome. It's great. Check it out. All right, let's move over to today's topic uh the slushy right this this american icon was first introduced to the market in 1966 the idea actually began in the 50s when its creator down in texas kind of was monkeying with uh using kind of a compressor that he got from his car and kind of came up with this idea ultimately uh then impacted the, the, the margarita industry and we get those kind of machines from the slushy machine invention and another kind of fun fact is on july 11th also known as 7-eleven day eight thousand locations across the country handed out more than nine million free cups of slurpee that's crazy that is crazy another little fun stat about the slurpee is there are all sorts of sets and collections and whatnot, and they go on eBay, these like cups that had different things from the 1960s, 1970s, from sports teams to, uh, you know, popular movies and, and books and whatnot. So there is a culture around this. This is a cultural icon, and I wanted to talk about that. That's the thing I kind of wanted to unpack for our classroom. How does something become a iconic in our own classrooms or iconic in our schools, something that maybe students look forward to, excited about, know about, but have never experienced, right? And there's an experience around that, right? The slushy machine looks different, feels different. So let's kind of unpack it. This is probably going to be a short episode because it's, it's one giant extended metaphor. We'll see how long I can keep it going. But the idea here is First and foremost, the slushy took something you knew. You knew soda. That's what, That was its base idea is there's soda, right? We got this soda and we got lemonade, right? These are concepts we knew. So you took something you knew and you added a twist. That's kind of the base layer of 
the slushy and, and there's that frozen consistency, but it's not quite ice cream. It's not quite just plain ice. It's a slushy. <laughs> and that sensation was different, but familiar, different and familiar. That's the thing I kind of want to play on in our classrooms. Can we produce experiences that are uniquely different while remaining similar? And I think this is, if I, if you may allow me a moment to sort of talk a little bit about EMC2 and its resources, one of the things I like there is each resource. We got over 600 and growing. We're on this march to put more in here during March, uh, and I think that's super cool and fun. But uh, adding new ones all the time. And the reality is each new one is unique. It is new. But foundationally, like, at its core, it's very similar. John and I deeply believe in lots of larger movements, right? SEL is something we see the, the resources and the activities that are run help students understand themselves and the world around them, help them get in touch with themselves, feel like the sense of belonging, right? When John and I often talk about how belonging leads to becoming and uh, we really feel like EMC2 researchers do that. Then there's universal design, uh, UDL, universal design for learning. I think that's so awesome, and that's built into a lot of things. They're they're sort of scaled. They're they're great. They're approachable. They're they're welcoming. Uh, and then I think about us as constructivist teachers. John and I both love constructivist thinking and teaching, and how students have to kind of create their own meaning. And these these three pieces, the SEL, gamification, I would throw that in there too, sort of the playful structure, right? So we have gamification, SEL, UDL, constructivist teaching. All of this makes the recipe for any one of our resources. Those ingredients, they're the, the flavorizers. That's just the base, kind of like every soup has a, has a stock. It's, it's its base. It's going to give it that saltiness. It's going to give it that richness, that, that just wonderful unami. And these four elements are what's kind of in everything. So that's where every resource on one hand feels very similar because students are being constructivist. And it's designed for SEL, playful learning, gamification, and UDL. Wow. Same. But at the same time, they're uniquely different. And so this is like that slushy where it became popular. Once they recognize themselves in it, once they see themselves in it, they get excited by it, they see it, they understand it. But at the same time, they're jazzed about it because it's something different. They never had this slushy, right? All right. The next thing, too, is when you kind of like read up about slushies and how they had to make them, it being cold, cold dampens the palate. They, you have less... Your receptors pick up less of the flavor. So what they had to do is also jack the flavor up. So when they make kind of a Coca-Cola slushy, you're actually getting more of the sort of syrup that makes the Coca-Cola. They have to intensify the flavor. And they played with that and played with that and played with that and learned that, for one, but then also realized, hey, we can turn the dial up even more. So now not only do you have a new something new, but something similar, right? Coca-Cola, but it's frozen. But it also gives you a richer flavor. And I like to think about what can we do as educators in our class to give that something that's uniquely different and similar at the same time activity-wise, but also how can we take the things we know students love 
and just jack that dial all the way up, whether it's being creative, whether it's having agency in the class, whether it's working in groups, whether it's competition, whatever dial you want to turn in, that is something that the slushy did really well. They took the lemonade and turned the dial up. They took the Coca-Cola, turned the dial up, the Berry Blast, and they turned the dial up, and it made people want more. Same thing. We know certain aspects of our classroom, certain activities in our classroom our kids like, but then sometimes we leave it at that. We don't grow it. Like, how can we expand it? How can we turn the dial up on that very thing? And then another time, we also sometimes deny our students of that. We treat it like a fun Friday, but as opposed to, can we build that into just a fun Tuesday moment in which we are getting and constructing meaning throughout the lesson? It, mm. All right. So we have something unique while something different, a little twist, add more flavor, turn the dial up. And the last sort of thing I can add to this extended metaphor is, is kind of the marketing around it with all the sets they did. And I alluded to that, to that you go on eBay and there are tons of sets. It's not selling for millions of dollars or anything, but a plastic cup is selling for 60, 70 bucks in some situations. That's crazy to me. Uh, but they had that power of set, right? It wasn't just get Darth Vader, right? It wasn't just get, you know, the pitcher from the 1967 World Series. It was try to get the team that won the 1966 World Series or 67 World Series, right? This is a powerful thing that I don't think we often think about. So those of you that gamify, those of you that add more layers in your class, Think about creating sets, and that set could be within any activity or connect multiple activities. Maybe have it be that today's, I'm just going to use this as an example, today's Jeopardy game affects the next Jeopardy game, right? And maybe that you earn some things. Maybe that in each unit you could only earn some cards or badges, and you're trying to get all the badges. Uh, one way that looks like that in my classroom is actually with my adventure paths. There are badges you get for those. And there are kids that really pride themselves in the fact that they got all of them, right? They can kind of they put them in a certain area of their binder, and they're, like, proud of it. They're like, these are my adventure bad path badges. I've gone on all the adventure paths. Or since I've started doing the adventure paths, I got them. And they, and they even see them talk to other kids. This power of sets is a... A motivating strategy and you and you can see it work in business as well where we put lots of sets out there lego minifigs you can't just go buy the one you want there are a bunch of random bags you have to kind of buy the random bags and open them up and you want to collect all 30 that they released this year or whatever if, if that's your thing and that's so cool to see that power play out and it's something that i think we should encourage ourselves to try to think of how we can build that into our classes I got to tell you, I really, really do appreciate the joining me, I, I should say, on this podcast, this extended metaphor. But I love the idea of creating something iconic in our class. And I thought on episode 711, why not do it with the iconic Slurpee? So if you have any thoughts and want to share them with me, or the rest of the well-played podcast community use that hashtag well-played podcast tag me at mr matera i would love to hear your thoughts and if you are an engagement engineer at emc2 thank you for supporting john and i's work and really really appreciate the community that we have there 
All right, everybody. Take care and play on.